fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. All right, it's the day we've all been waiting for. It's Bean Boozled Day on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. It's also, more importantly, slightly more importantly, Start or sit for the six AFC home games, not including tonight, although we will update you on some injuries for the Ravens-Dolphins game here on Thursday. Who's ready to get week eight started? All right, I love the I'd be more excited if I didn't have to put a jelly bean in my mouth that I didn't have to. Damn it, why did the bonanza have to happen? I'm like on a two-game winning streak. The but, one time he gets lucky. Do we owe two now? No, no. We owe one, I think. No, I'm on a two-game winning streak, but we didn't have a bet for the, for uh, last week. I thought so. it was every week. I yeah. thought it was yeah, every we, week. Yeah, we owe two. You owe two? Owe All two. right, so you want to do both? Uh, you want to do two on the show tonight? I think we might as well. Yeah. Love it. And the worst part about it, by the way, the worst part about it is that Heath brought in the Bean Boozled, and I didn't know. So I went out today and I got my own pack of Bean Boozled, and now we have two stupid boxes of Bean. Boozled. <laughs> we have like we have like six or seven boxes. Se- Why? What happened? I have an entire box. Of you bought a Bean box Boozled. of bamboozled packages? No, no. We had a very very kind listener, right, Adam? Yes, we did. Uh, oh, get, then I can return these. I will get his. Yeah, I don't name. think you can return Bean Boozled. Oh, I've got a receipt. They're going back, or my kids will eat them. His name is Brad. Everybody, thank Brad for sending thanks, us. Brad. The yeah, thanks, Brad. Yeah, thanks a lot. Really hey, a great guy. You guys Appreciate might it. you might not get a bad one. You might all get you might pick good ones today. That's so. Maybe we'll, we'll get a Brad one. We'll explain. <laughs> we'll explain that later. I, I just you know um, we're gonna talk about Joe Mixon. He's the start of the week. We're gonna talk about players to stash. But uh, first, I want to tell you about FanDuel. You need to be playing daily fantasy football on FanDuel.com. Sign up today. Go to FanDuel.com and use the code CBSPOD when you join. And when you do that, when you make your first deposit and use the code CBSPOD, you get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over a million dollars in cash prizes. Again, it's CBSPOD, and that offers void where prohibited. But I just want to, like, recap the week so far. Heath has said on the last two shows— that Halloween is overrated and even worse when you have kids, and that tomatoes are the best fruit. So I'm just wondering if there's any way you could possibly one-up that today, Heath. I did tweet out yesterday morning um, with a little whisper attached to it, so nobody was supposed to Oh, I think I, saw, I think I saw that. Yeah, go ahead. That Christian McCaffrey is going to score more PPR fantasy points the rest of the season than Kareem Hunt. So there you go. Why do you that, say that, that? Is that hot enough? That's, I can I can respect uh, that take, though. Yeah, the other two, I, I don't know if I can can feel good about. No, uh, the tomato one is undeniable. It's a fact that it's a fruit. Yes, that, that it's your that, favorite. That fruit? That it is the best well, fruit. It, it could easily be his favorite fruit. Yeah, that's, that's his I guess. Yeah, I guess. but no, it's a fact I that it is the best fruit. Not that it necessarily tastes the best by itself, but without tomatoes, we lose some of the most amazing foods in the world. You don't get pizza anymore, Dave. I so probably I just my. Doctor would probably recommend that. Yes. No more pizza, no <laughs> more barbecue sauce of most varieties, no more ketchup. Mm. Tomatoes are the best fruit. It's not debatable. I think you're saying tomatoes are the most useful. Yeah. Best. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, is it your favorite one to eat? Like, if you have a choice between a banana or a tomato, are I'm you saying picking the tomato? If I have a choice between taking all the tomatoes out of the world or all the bananas out of the world, that's I not what tomatoes. I'm asking you. Yeah. I'm talking about Heath's taste buds and what they would prefer. I would rather eat a tomato than a banana, yes. What about like apple, cherries, yes. peaches, yes. a peach? I'm not really a huge sweet guy. 
Yeah, yeah. nothing sweet about you. Yeah, nothing. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about stashing players. Who to put on the end of your bench? The power rankings are up on CBSSports.com. Heath authored this story, and there are a lot of names. We won't go through all of them. You can see more on uh, CBSSports.com slash fantasy. Heath, who are some of the guys you want to focus on today as we talk about players to put on your bench? Well, the big one that was sparked by our discussion earlier in the week on Tuesday, I believe it was, is can you hold on to the Jacksonville defense, and who do you hold on to the Jacksonville defense over? The answer is most of the players on the stash rankings. They they were towards the top for me. I, I didn't actually put them in because it's a player ranking, not a team ranking, but I talked about where they would be. The guys I would rather hold on to over the Jacksonville defense that are not probably going to help you this week, Stephon Diggs, Golden Tate, Emmanuel Sanders, Sterling Shepard still, Jalen Richard, Josh Doxson, Marlon Mack. But most everybody else, I came to the assumption that I would I would drop in favor of holding on to that Jacksonville Well, defense. Marlon Mack. So Marlon Mack, Matt Breida, we've been talking about these guys, and it, it hasn't paid off yet. So convince me that I need to be stashing Marlon Mack. I think he's 71% owned. He is trending in the right direction, whereas Matt Breida is trending in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has, like, he's had one big game. He's had two okay games out of the five that he's played. And there's a chance that he's just the primary running back by the end of the season. Yeah, a, a decent one. It would be nice if Marlon Mack's the primary running back and Andrew Luck is playing, too. Could It could be your uh, fantasy playoffs. It's possible. Yeah, and Luck is somebody that fell way, way, way down the uh, stash rankings. I, in almost all situations, I'm fine with dropping Andrew Luck. I've seen him cut in a bunch of my leagues, and he's still on the waiver wire. So that's just the most telling sign of all is that people are not racing to get I, him. He's below He's below Dave's uh, son, Kenny Galladay. Of course he is. I'll I, give you another stash candidate for defense if you want to carry two. It's the Detroit Lions because you may not want to play them this week against the Steelers, although Road Ben may show up. But after this, Green Bay, Cleveland, and Chicago, three straight games. Mm, pretty good. Pretty good. That's a that, Lions That could DSC. be a Saturday morning or a Saturday night, Sunday morning pickup. Yep. And, and I'm less excited about holding on to those Dallas running backs as well, just with all of the buys this week and what our good friend Amy Dash said and not knowing which one it would be even if one of them – if Zeke did get suspended, when's the official word coming down on that? October thirtieth. Okay. Monday. So it, it, you just have to get through this week. I would. I'd your hang season on to might. I'm, if I've had him already on this week, it might. It depends on if I need that roster. Spot. Like, would you drop Jacksonville or Darren McFadden? McFadden. I think it would have to be. McFadden. I would drop McFadden too. I don't know about that. I. So well, first of all, DSTs are the most replaceable on waivers of all positions. Well, and, inactive running backs are. Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, I mean, if we expect McFadden to be the guy, and I don't know that we do. We talked about it yesterday. But, you know, I, I did have a conversation with another lawyer just a few days ago who reminded me that they don't, that courts do not like overturning arbitrators' decisions. And that's what would have to happen here if they get no. a permanent injunction. I, so that's what would have to happen for him to not serve the suspension next year. They don't have to overturn anything the, ar- the arbitrator said to, for him to play this year. They just have to say we're going to hear the case. Oh, uh, I suppose. I suppose. But it's still possible that he misses six games. It is still possible. I don't feel like it's as likely. All right. Um, anybody else you want to talk? I see you have Jordan Matthews on there. I like that. 
He's yeah, like 30% he's, he's still pretty low for me. Um, I, I wanted, he's right below the Dallas running backs. Okay. Mm. Okay. All right, cool. Thank, thank you, Heath. So thank more you, stash power rankings on the website. Jamie, Joe Mixon, start of the week. You got confidence in Mr. Mixon this week against the Colts. Yeah, I, I hope Marvin Lewis does too, because that's really my only concern, because the Colts run defense has been a little bit leaky the last couple games compared to where they were earlier in the season. They have a couple key injuries on the defensive side of the ball that should help Mixon. And prior to last week, he was averaging 19 touches in the three games since Bill Lazor took over. So I hope they go back to that as well. It's um, it's a week where, again, we have six teams on a bye, and you know, you're looking for guys that have upside, and he certainly has upside in this particular matchup at home. Okay, we'll get into that game, talk about who we'd start Joe Mixon over. Uh, I do want to tell you about all of our other podcasts, cbssports.com slash podcast. We've got an NBA podcast called Flagrant 2. We've got the Pick 6 podcast, which is, you know, four great football minds and hysterical people. Uh, well, three and Nick. Three and Nick, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the funniest podcast we have. I recommend listening to it, the Pick 6 podcast. 24-7 college sports – or 24-7 sports college football podcast is outstanding. Uh, the In This Corner podcast is is awesome. That is a wrestling, MMA, boxing podcast. They have great guests on that show. So if you want more information, go to cbsports.com slash podcast. Of course, watch Fantasy Football Today. It is live noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, and then uh, at 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. Sportsline.com I told you about yesterday, $9.99 a month for great advice, um, great horse racing advice coming up. $9.99 a month on Sportsline.com, well worth it. And Ion Fantasy Football is our Saturday night radio show. Uh, we are 10 p.m. Eastern every Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio. Until midnight, and uh, yeah, you can listen on CBS Sports Radio. You can listen on CBSSportsRadio.com, and we take your phone calls, so it's a lot of fun. Our unfortunate question of the day, I'm not sure if you saw this, but the San Francisco 49ers sent out a questionnaire to their fans, and one of the questions was, in terms of game day experience, how is it, how important is it that your team wins? <laughs> That's a fair question. Yeah. Uh, it's a question. It's pretty important. What's fair about it? There are a lot of people that go to football games as more like social events or parties. They go and sit in the parking lot for three hours beforehand, get completely drunk, leave at halftime half the time. Eat tomatoes. Eat tomatoes. <laughs> but if their team loses, they might throw tomatoes. Maybe. Or See how useful like, tomatoes yeah, are? Go back to the parking lot and drink some more. Yeah. and uh... I don't know. I think winning makes the whole experience great. Yeah. I, you, I, you can have you I can have agree. a good time at a game without a win, but you're going to leave sad. So how important is it? It's very important. It's pretty important. And, yeah. uh, and uh, a writer, a uh, Niners writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, Ann Killian, tweeted, after talking about this, she tweeted, I just got a press release that the 49ers will be serving organic chicken at Levi's, which is their you stadium. Now that's important. Yeah, so <laughs> the priorities there for the Niners. A lot of news and notes. Let's go through Makes it. We want to start Carlos Hyde. Stefan Diggs was limited in practice, but he has a decent chance to play this week. They are in London facing the Browns, and that game is on the uh, the schedule in today's show. We will preview it. Are you guys ranking Stefan Diggs? Not yet, but the fact that they put him on the plane to go to London is a positive. Now, and it a- would be a positive if he plays against Cleveland. Adam Thielen is clearly better without Diggs, in my opinion. It um, didn't look like it last Yeah, week. he he's been putting up <laughs> modest numbers without him. Yeah, but it did the week before. He had like 97 yards. 
Um, modest, yes. How if if you're looking at tonight's game and you have Kenny Stills, or maybe even Devontae Parker plays, how would you treat Stills and and Parker if you have Adam Thielen? You know, would you play it safe and bench Thielen? No chance. Even if Diggs plays, I'm playing Thielen over those two. Hashtag yep. Browns. All right. Yeah. Uh, Golden Tate returned to practice. Do you think Golden Tate plays this week? No. 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 Martavis Bryant has been benched for the week. We're hoping Juju Smith-Schuster is able to play with that con- con- uh, concussion. Can't speak today. Michael Thomas. He practiced? Okay. He practiced in full. He's just got to get cleared out of the protocol. Right, Michael Thomas has a knee issue. Uh, is this concerning yet? Not yet, but if he doesn't practice Thursday, then we're going to keep an eye on him on Friday for sure. like to see him get back in there on Thursday. Willie Sneed practiced in full. All right. Welcome back, Willie Sneed. Kenny Stills. With or- the practice team, or was he doing practicing with Drew Brees? <laughs> I assume Drew Brees. I hope. Kenny Stills or Willie Sneed? Stills. Stills. All right. Seattle center Justin Britt is questionable. Good offensive lineman for them. Yeah, it's yeah. a big deal. Cincinnati wide receiver John Ross looks good to play this week. He, he's way down, John Ross, on the stash list, right? Power rankings? He, he is, he is way down, yes. Okay. The rookie wide receivers, it's like, I've still got Davis and Mike Williams relatively high. And I've got Zay Jones up there a little bit as well, cause I like the targets he's getting. Eventually he might even catch some of them. <laughs> uh, be nice. I, I like Davis a lot. I think he's a great stash candidate yes. right now. Lots of promise there. All right, Emmanuel Sanders did not practice, but they've got the extra day. They got the Monday night game. We will preview that. Which Baltimore wide receivers are going to play tonight as of now? We don't know for sure. Chris Moore? Chris Moore? I think Macklin has a good chance. Campanero? No, Campanero's been ruled out. Perryman? One or the other. Perryman and Wallace have to get cleared by a neurologist. They get cleared in their practice. I mean, uh, Perryman's been practicing. Yeah, Perryman and Macklin, I think, practiced yesterday. Well, I think they all have been practicing. Okay. Well, they look like they have better chance than Mike Wallace right now, I'd say. But Ben Watson might not play tonight. So it's ugly. It's it's really ugly. Uh Follow us on Twitter. We'll give you some updates. Devontae Parker, do you think he's going to play tonight? No. Nope. The Bears acquired Dontrell Inman from the Chargers for a conditional seventh-round draft pick. Houston left tackle Dwayne Brown. His status for this week's game at Seattle is uncertain. He just ended his holdout. The Redskins, you really have to watch this, and we'll get practice reports today, but the Redskins enter this week with a lot of injuries on their offensive line. Uh, very beat up against Dallas. The mm-hmm. Chargers right tackle Joe Barksdale is questionable this week at New England. And Denver could get back right tackle Menelik Watson, which should help them, especially in the run game, as they have a, the Monday night game at Kansas City. Now on defense, Dante Hightower out for the season. Patriots linebacker out for the season. Really good against the run, so that hurts. Now, uh, Kansas City, they've had such a bad pass defense, but they could get their number two cornerback, Steven Nelson, back this week. And guys, that could, that could help Kansas City. It could make them much more respectable against the pass. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, anything helps at this point. Uh, Ronald Darby for the Eagles has a chance to play this week. Not sure it looks great, but he has a chance. The Colts, man, we love the Bengals this week. The Colts are banged up. Linebacker John Simon is likely out with a neck stinger, and their secondary is really beat up. The Colts, that is. Buster Screen for the Jets. Cornerback may miss this week's game against Atlanta. Buffalo could be without two pieces in their secondary. Safety Jordan Poyer and cornerback EJ Gaines. So keep that in mind if you are a Derek Carr owner. 
Poyer's been really good too. He's been just a tremendous find for Buffalo. And Luke Keekley seems likely to play this week. Keep that in mind if you are a Doug Martin owner. I think I've given the stat like 50 times, but no running back has scored double-digit fantasy points against the Panthers this week in standard, or this year in standard, and that makes it even tougher if Luke Keekley plays. So if you want to go to that game and you want to see them throw the ball, which is always fun, you want to get there with SeatGeek because you can get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. When you use our promo code FFT, I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. I swear by the SeatGeek app. I tell everybody about it. It is an outstanding app because even if you've already used the promo code FFT, even if you've already gotten your $20 off your first purchase, you still want to use the SeatGeek app. The whole point is... You don't have time to go to five different websites and look for tickets. SeatGeek does. You look for an event on SeatGeek, it searches multiple ticket sites for you, compares prices, finds the best deals, grades every ticket based on value so you can immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And very important, every purchase you make on SeatGeek is fully guaranteed. You can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. So if it's sports, if it's comedy, if it's theater, if it's a concert... Use SeatGeek and use the promo code FFT. You'll get 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. Again, the promo code is FFT. Download the SeatGeek app right now. Who's hungry? Uh, oh. <laughs> let's it's time, Let's huh? do it. Two bean boozle rounds for everybody. Okay. So from what I was told, if you land the blue one, you're in good shape because the toothpaste isn't that bad. So hopefully okay. you give me. A I will go, are we going to do both of our rounds at the same time or just let that first one ruminate while the rest of the group goes? How about everyone gets, so spin for someone. I'll go first. Can you I don't explain? Mind. Can I'll you explain? Myself. Okay. I'm going to spin for myself. Can you explain right, what you have? Like what is the spinner? All right, so there's a spinner that comes in each box. He's got yeah! the blue. One. All right, so I got a blue one. The, the, well, it could be berry blue. As it could well. be berry yeah. blue or toothpaste. And I, I'll, let me just give the flavors. Let me just give the flavors. It's either the red one. I'm assuming is dead fish or a strawberry banana smoothie. There's and a, I am eating. And this is fine. Did it's you toothpaste? get toothpaste? So I got a green one. All right, it's the all green. I so eat tooth, one with no dye. I eat toothpaste every day. Oh, uh, you got Fine. toothpaste? Oh, you got, I got lime or lawn clippings. Oh, uh, you so guys got lucky. You guys got toothpaste lucky. Toothpaste is fine. This is no big deal at all. It's lime. Ah, oh, come lime. on. This isn't fun. All right, Jamie. This is great. Bonanza. Lime? Yeah, you got the same one I got. Good so job, Jamie. The one without the dots. The one without the dots? Yeah. That one? So you got to fish around a little bit. All right, lawn clippings, lawn clippings, lawn clippings. Jamie's going to touch every bean in there. No, no. While he picks his out. Okay. That it? Yeah. Oh no. What if they had fumbled? He oh, dropped, you dropped it. it. He oh, dropped the lawn clippings. Here, you gotta spin again. Well, I don't have to get the same one. Oh, off the floor? Come on. It's been more than five no, seconds. The one that's on the floor is gonna stay on the floor. Alright, Jamie's chewing. Heath's spinning. I'm waiting to what, see if Jamie's What if this was like fantasy football where you had to spin and you either got Antonio Brown or Martavis Brown? <laughs> that might be lawn clippings. Yeah. How yeah. is it? I, I kind of... Not bad? Jamie likes lawn clipping. I kind of don't want to have another one because the toothpaste is is a little bit like uh, a breath mint. Oh god! Yeah, now you've got good breath the rest of the day. It's fresh. We have to get. We have to get you some dead fish. You got it again. Toothpaste again. You've got it rigged. This is not right. Oh, this is round two we're doing here. Now he does. Yeah, he he's like enjoying his bean. Can I just have the rest of the blue ones? No, Jamie just ate off the floor. All right, I got either juicy pear or booger. All right, come on, booger, booger. Sweet start. Uh oh. No. Not good. <laughs> no, it's, it's, but fine. it's sweet. Yeah. 
It's sweet booger. They're usually sweet, aren't they? Adam? This is not. T- I don't know what a booger tastes like. I'm I'm a picker, not an eater. That's really tastes like a juicy. Pear. I got lime again. I'm spinning it. This is disappointing. It almost I got like I got butter. peach or barf. All right, oh, this is it. Come on, one. barf, barf, barf. All right, that's it. Yeah, it's barf. Oh no! Is it bad? It's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's eating barf. All right. Oh. All right. Thank you. That, that was, was awesome. That was yeah. fun. We should do that. Jamie needs a toothpaste. Yeah, no. Give me another one. Another one. <laughs> what are you gonna of, chase barf? Yeah, like Jamie legitimately ate the the jelly bean off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. Okay. Did? Yeah. Yes. Off the floor in this building. When's the last time this carpet was vacuumed? Let me see. Did you just choose out another barf? Oh, I took a green one. Okay. Booger. Looking for lime clip lime clippings. That was lime. All right. All right. All right. Let's move on. Uh, let's do some emails real quick. Some fantasy football emails, then we'll get to the games. Fantasy football. one was horrible. It was? Yeah. Like, if you ate like five of them, do you, you think ate you'd... a booger? I mean, and that barf. barf one, excuse me, the barf one. If you ate five of them, do you think you'd barf? No. But it's that bad? Okay. Uh, I've right, so... grown up three times as an adult. Really? Yes. How many alcohol induced? Two. Mm, okay. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. It's never happened to me. I'm very proud of that. This is from James. How does Willie Sneed fit back into the Saints offense? Is he fantasy relevant rest of season? Willie Sneed. He could be a number three receiver for it. Uh, I don't, I don't think he, where does he rank on the stash rankings? Uh, down, low, below the Cowboys, below the Cowboys running backs, um, below Kenny Galladay, below, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not that excited about him. Yeah, I take him over Galladay. All right. How dare you. Let's look at this email from Terry. It says, dilly dilly. Love it. Uh, he is AJ Green. He's 7-0, oh, but he is AJ Green. Take a look at the next nine weeks for AJ Green. There's Jacksonville. There's Denver. There's Pittsburgh. There's Minnesota. There's Detroit. Detroit is week 16. Minnesota is week 15. Should I be thinking about selling high on AJ Green? Again, with Jacksonville, Denver, uh, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, and Detroit still remaining on the schedule, or should I just ignore A.J. Green's matchups? Never I don't hate the idea of selling. Never to explore trades. Yeah, I mean, what, what are you, what's selling high on A.J. Green? I wouldn't do it if you're getting back Jamal Charles and Alshon Jeffrey and, you know, well, Tyler okay. Croft or something. <laughs> right. okay. You gotta get something really good. Oh, well, where is A.J. Green in your rest of season wide receiver rankings? He's up sky high. Because he's one of the best, and he still has some really good matchups coming up. Would you take Mike Evans over AJ Green, knowing knowing this upcoming schedule? It's a good point. I mean, it is tough. It is tough. I'm not ready to say that. Okay, I don't know Evans' schedule off the top of my head, but I'm looking now. It's it's definitely better. It. Definitely better. Yeah, it's worlds better. Like he's got Detroit, and that's really it. Yeah, it's good. Is New Orleans a tough matchup? He plays at New Orleans next week. No, but Atlanta's been kind of tough. He's got them twice, but I don't know. I, he could score on Atlanta. I wouldn't sit him against Atlanta. No. All right, it's interesting. It's interesting. We're, it's not like we're saying sell AJ Green, but it's something you should keep an eye on. Oh, who who's emailing here? It's Zacharin. Zach oh, from all right. yeah, some from Akron. He's a regular caller at Ion Fantasy Football. Would you flex Devontae Parker tonight if he plays over Mike Williams or Eddie Lacy? I know, gross. I would absolutely. Yes, for sure. Yeah. What if he doesn't? I would almost play? hope for that to happen. If my only other options are Williams and Lacey, I would try and drop Williams to see if there's something better available. Like get Chris Moore, and play play the Chris Moore, Devontae Parker game. Hmm, okay. But what if all the other Ravens receivers are active? 
then you play. Then you cut Chris Moore and you go get somebody else. Uh, this is from Scott. Grade the trade. Kareem Hunt. Give up Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson. Ooh, Hunt and Watson for Le'Veon Bell and Matt Ryan. I'd like it better if you got a better piece with Bell than Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think I would do that. I wouldn't. Grade it. Kareem Hunt and Watson for Bell and Ryan. F. C plus. C. All right. And Andy in Massachusetts. Hey, Clark, Bruce, Diana, and Arthur. We've got to be superheroes, right? Mm, yes. I don't know yes. who Arthur is, though. Uh, Arthur if, is... That's Dudley Moore's character. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're old. Uh, if Die Hard is a Christmas <laughs> movie... If Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which it isn't, is Jerry Maguire a football movie? Of course it is. Of course it is. It definitely is. I don't think... I really don't think it is. Yeah, you also don't think that Caddyshack is a golf movie. You don't think Jerry Maguire is a football movie? I, I think Jerry Maguire is a brilliant movie in that it is clear... It is a chick flick... That the director, the go writer, away. just go away. Wait, hold on. They no, put away. just enough football in there to keep guys interested. And yeah. further, I would say if Rod Tidwell were the star of Jerry Maguire, the main character, uh, then it would be a football movie. But he isn't, and the football really doesn't matter. Like the outcome of the game does not matter at all. That's why it's not really a football movie. But Rod Tidwell's performance matters. Yeah, sure. He's a character, but the movie is not about football. It's not about football. Yeah, at all. you're right. It doesn't have anything to do with the NFL draft. Doesn't no, have it, it to do does with have the... something to do with it, but it's not no, about no. it. It's he not about it. He also doesn't think Caddyshack is a golf movie. It's not a golf so movie. We can just. Stop. Are you kidding it's me? More, it's you're more of a golf movie than yeah. Jerry Maguire is a football you're the worst. movie. You no, really are the worst. I'm right about Jerry Maguire. It's not a football movie. What is movie. Caddyshack? A romance? It's a comedy. It's it's like a goofy cop. Uh, Caddyshack might be a golf movie. I, I could <laughs> oh my out. god, it might be. But Jerry Maguire is not a the football movie. The sun might be hot. So, is Ghostbusters a ghost movie or a comedy? It's about ghosts, for God's sake. Yes, it's a ghost movie. Cat, uh, Jerry Maguire. If they, if they were chasing raccoons, would it be the same? No, Jerry Maguire. Ghostbusters. It wouldn't. Of course it wouldn't. Jerry Maguire would is Why not a football movie. It could be the same jokes. Denver at Kansas City. Caddyshack is a gopher movie. <laughs> Caddyshack might be a golf movie, but Jerry Maguire has a lot less to do with football than Caddyshack does with golf. A lot less. <laughs> That's fair to say. It's true. I mean, there's like one, there's one game. Alright, Denver at Kansas City. You're well, there's more than one game. <laughs> Not really. I mean, there's one game that, that matters in that, in that movie. Right? You're just a huge Renee Zellweger fan. Yeah, I love her. All right, here's your stat of the game. Quarterbacks against Denver. As we're wondering, do we start Alex Smith? Do we start the number two quarterback in fantasy this year? Well, no quarterback has scored more than 23 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues against the Broncos. But four of six have scored between 19 and 23 fantasy points. Last year, only three quarterbacks scored more than 16 fantasy points against the Broncos. Already four have done that this year, and they've scored more than they've scored 19 or more. So it's not as difficult as a matchup as it used to be. So starter sit, Alex Smith, guys. Sit. I'm sitting him. Me too. Uh, would you start Trevor Simeon over him? No, I'm not. Close. I think I have him back to back. Would you start Andy Dalton over Alex Smith? 100%. For sure. Okay. Andy, I got a good one. Tyrod because there, we have a big debate about Deshaun Watson this week. Watson or Alex Smith? Um, Watson, close, close. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming out on the Watson side, of course. Heath? Yeah, I'm going Watson. Smith? Okay. Yeah, I thought, I thought that I'd get you guys to say Smith. I've got Matthew Stafford at Alex Smith. 
If Stafford has his full receiving core, I, I agree with it. And I do have Simeon ahead of Smith, so I lied. You do. So, Simeon over so you Smith. you do like Simeon? No. I have, you I have, don't like either I one. have Smith 20th. So you just don't like Alex Smith. I can't trust Trevor Simeon, even in this good matchup. Yeah, I mean, nobody really trusts him. He's 18th, 22nd, and 18th for Jamie David Heath, respectively. Uh, he's 37% owned. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, Kansas City, they're bad against quarterbacks, but Simeon's given us nothing to be ex- excited about. Starter sits C.J. Anderson. Carries in three wins, 20, 25, and 20. Carries in three losses, 8, 9, and 10. Uh, by the way, the Broncos got blown out at Kansas City last year, so... Not a good spot for them last year. Maybe it will be this year. But starter sits C.J. Anderson this week. I don't like that his snaps have gone down since the bye week. 39 snaps per game. And Devontae Booker is starting to take work away. And I don't think this is a win for the Broncos. I think they lose this game. And I don't think C.J. Anderson is a great start this week at all. Here's the problem. Who do you start him over? Or who do you start over him, rather? I've I've decided there's eight number one running backs. J.H.I.A. tonight at Baltimore. I don't feel like he's a definite number one running back, but he's my number nine running back. Mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde is extremely talented, but Philadelphia has been one of the best run defenses in the league. He's going across the country to the East Coast. He's my number 10 running back. Joe Mixon's our start of the week. He didn't even play in the second half last week. Marvin Lewis might hate him. I, yeah. I think you have to start C.J. Anderson. There's not enough good running backs this week. Well, would you start like a James White? Or a Duke Johnson over him, and let's say in PPR. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you don't have high expectations for Anderson this week. No, that, that would be correct. I, I, I think there's a, a decent chance. Like I would guess, if I was going to guess who's going to score a touchdown this week, he would be in my top 15 candidates. This Chiefs don't have a great run defense. Just need to. No, see they don't have a good run defense. Yeah. Uh, they have a bad run defense. Jamie, let's talk to me about the Denver wide receivers and, you know, factoring in the uncertainty with Emmanuel Sanders. What do you do with the Denver wide receivers? I don't think you can anticipate Sanders playing at this point. So if he does, then he's a startable guy. Um, Thomas is the only one you're starting. Fowler is just a dart throw at this point. Would you start Joe Mixon or Demarius Thomas? I would start Mixon, Standard, Thomas, PPR. Okay. Mixon, Standard, Thomas, PPR. So let me just see where Demarius is in the rankings. See a top 15 guy this week? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 12th, 12th, and 10th. It's top 12, Demarius Thomas. Uh, Heath, you like AJ Derby as a sleeper? I like AJ Derby as a sleeper. If, if Emmanuel Sanders is out. Now, the problem comes with the fact that this is going to be a, uh, this is a month. Monday night game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have a, we may not know for sure Unless on Sunday. They rule him out, right? Right. But yes, if Sanders is out, I like him as a streamer. You'll know if he practices on Saturday what his status is. We should. And we should. you know, as far as Derby goes, he's got him 13th in standard, 11th in PPR. Dave and Jamie don't have him in the top 20. So it is a Heath Cummings flyer on AJ Derby, who look his last three games, he had 75 yards and a touchdown. Then he had 10 yards against the Giants. Then he had six catches for 66 yards on seven targets at the Chargers. So, uh, Do you think the Broncos – do you believe that the Broncos believe that they can block the Chiefs' pass rushers without 
any help from their what Chiefs pass rushers? Well, Justin the, Houston. They're rushing three or four every play. Bob Sutton has just decided they are not going to blitz anymore. They, they, that entire game on Thursday night against the Raiders, they're rushing three or four pass rushers. And I wonder if they changed that because of what happened in that game. It, I would hope so, but that's what they've done all year. Justin Houston is playing as much in coverage as he is wrestling the passer. Then I think Derby has a chance, and I think you're you're right on, Heath, and I should put him higher in my rankings. But you're right. The Chiefs could change that. But based on what they've done so far this year, there, there is no Chiefs pass rush. Guys, uh, how about Kareem Hunt? How crazy would you have to be to sit Kareem Hunt? Only Melvin Gordon and the great Orleans Darkwa have scored double-digit fantasy points in standard against the Broncos. Elliott, one point. McCoy, six points. Gordon in the second meeting, three points. How crazy would you be to sit Kareem Hunt? Pretty crazy. I don't know if crazy is the word that I would use. Especially this week. But running backs I, being I don't have are. it ranked like you should. No. So I could see a situation where you've got one – you've been a first-round pick and you've got LaShawn or Le'Veon or Zeke and then you also have Mark Ingram and Kareem Hunt. You want to start Ingram? I get it. Mm-hmm. All right. So we know how good the Broncos' run defense is. Kareem Hunt has had 100 total yards in every game, double-digit fantasy points in every game so far in standard and PPR, and he's three or more catches in six of seven games. Start or sit, Tyreek Hill. Three huge games, three bad games, one decent game. Uh, start or sit, Tyreek Hill. I think if we had all wide receivers available to us this week, he'd be close to the bottom of the number two wide receiver range. He is close to the bottom of the number two wide receiver range for me. Where do you have him right? 22nd. Okay, I've got him higher than that. But it's, it's again, kind of by default. It's six teams on by. It's a lot of wide receivers that we wish we had that we don't have. Uh, I think you got to start him and hope that he can make a play or two. I would start both Carolina wide receivers over him. I would start Amari over him. I'd start Alshon over him. I'd start Pierre Garçon and PPR over him. Okay. Would you start Nelson Aguilar over Tyreek Hill? I've got him back-to-back. Yes. Would you start Latavius Murray over Tyreek Hill? No. No. Doug Martin or Tyreek Hill? Martin. Hmm. I, I'm going to say Martin. I, I'm going to reevaluate where I've got Martin ranked today with Luke Keekley likely playing. Yeah. Cause that makes a big difference. Hill had one great game and one bad game against Denver. And it was a real bad one if I remember correctly. I believe he scored a rushing touchdown that game. Oh, so maybe it wasn't so bad, but I don't want to count on that. Yeah, well, that's tra- that's Tyreek Hill for you. Start Travis Kelsey, and then the DSTs are pretty interesting in this game. Uh, the Chiefs allow the fewest fantasy points to DSTs. They don't turn the ball over. The Broncos have only four picks this year, and I think 16 sacks. So they haven't really been an elite DST, and you all have them ranked higher than the Chiefs, barely. But I think you're wrong. I think the Chiefs are a better play this week, it's because the last two DSTs to face the Broncos finished first and second for the week. And, uh yeah. How about that? How about that, guys? Interesting call. All right, they're both. I don't necessarily uh, top disagree, 10. but I I do disagree. I guess I do disagree because I'm here. I am. But you have them back to back, Dave. You have eighth and ninth. Oh. Okay, well, that's just a just a gut call, I guess. Um, so you know, I I haven't seen the prices, but I could see the Chiefs DST being pretty good in Fanduel, and that's what you want to look for. You want to look for uh, the inexpensive ones that have an opportunity to outperform their value, and you want to go on FanDuel.com right now and start playing. Because contests start at just $1. There are new contests every week. There are no busted seasons. So if you're 
two and five right now or one and six and you're annoyed and you can't stand your fantasy team, get a new one. Go to FanDuel and get yourself a new fantasy team and compete in a 50-50 in a head-to-head in a tournament for high stakes. Over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. That's, that's a lot of people. So get in on that. We love playing on FanDuel. We talk about our FanDuel teams all the time. You know, off the air, hey, how'd you do in FanDuel this week? It's just a lot of fun, and it's simple. It doesn't take a long time to make a team. Uh, and I think you're all going to really like it if you haven't tried it yet. So join now with uh, with the CBS Pod offer code. Again, that code is CBS Pod. You'll get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. Make your first deposit on FanDuel.com. Sign up with the promo code CBS Pod. Void where prohibited. Let's go to Oakland and Buffalo. Uh, stat of the game: quarterbacks against Buffalo. As we wonder, should we start Derek Carr? Well, the last two quarterbacks have thrown for 328 or more yards against Buffalo. Having said that, only two quarterbacks have scored more than 11 points. Only one has scored more than 15 points. That was Jameis last week. So, starter sit, Derek Carr. He's a borderline starter because of the injuries to that Buffalo defense and the likelihood that they're going to throw quite a bit in the game. Not in my top 12, but... Someone who could still get you maybe two fifty and two with a pick, about eighteen points. Okay, yeah, I'd, I'd start him over Watson. I'd start him over Alex Smith, but that's about it. That's, I would agree. I would I, start him over those two guys. Too. I would not. I would take Watson. I think he's got more upside. Okay, uh, we've got the Raiders running game, Jamie. Who do you like better? You, I, I, you like Rashard and PPR and Washington and Standard? Is that it? I think Rashard, just based on how this game's going to go, is the better bet. Just look, they're probably chasing points. They they are used almost identically, and it even goes down to data like red zone work. This season, they don't play a lot in the red zone because Marshawn Lynch is, is there, but this season inside the red zone, Richard has nine snaps, Washington has eight. Inside the ten, Richard has two snaps, Washington has three. Washington probably has the better chance to score down there, but Richard's got the chance to catch more passes and get more total yards. And I don't know if they're scoring on Buffalo. They've been really good against the run. So I think Richard, after many, many minutes of exhaustive research, is is the better play between the two of them. Yeah, without giving all the boring numbers. In two games last year without Latavius Murray, they had similar stats, like similar touches. It, it wasn't predictable. Buffalo is a tough matchup, too. They allow the six fewest fantasy points to running backs. They allow 3.5 yards per carry to running backs. So I'm sure you'll start Joe Mixon over these guys. Uh, yeah. Doug Martin? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, it it P- could get a little close in PPR. In PPR, I have Martin and, and Richard back-to-back, 24 and 25. How about Jalen Richard or Will Fuller? Richard. 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 How about DeAndre Washington or Will Fuller? Fuller. Washington. Uh, I think I'd go Fuller. How about Ted Ginn or the running backs? Ginn. Again over Washington, Richard over again. Who is your favorite Oakland wide receiver this week? Crabtree. Crabtree. Crabtree, but I've got him back-to-back. I, I'm hedging. Where do you have them in the rankings? Top 20? Mid-range, yeah, mid-range number two. Uh, Crabtree, 16. Actually, in PPR, I think I have Crabtree a little more than back-to-back, but 16 and 20 range. Uh, look, I'm just going to say, uh, you remember you guys asked me, like, you asked rhetorically, do we have to buy into the Bills' defense? I was the last one. I think they've just had great matchups so far, and they face Carolina, and Greg Olson gets hurt. 
and they face Atlanta, and Julio Jones gets hurt. And last week, Jameis Winston, it took him a while, but he got going. He threw for like 300-something yards, a lot of yards. Dalton threw for about 320 yards the week before. They're missing. They may be missing two pieces in their secondary. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure that they shut down the passing game. The only thing that I really hate for the Raiders is that this has been a tough place for West Coast teams to come in and play. Like they do a great job. It's a long trip, and the Bills do a great job when they are hosting West Coast teams. So what's the weather going to be too? I don't That's know. It was question. cold last night at the Jack O' Lantern Blaze. It was like so. I want to. I want to make sure I understand correctly. You doubted and doubted and doubted the Bills mm. defense, and they were awesome the whole time. And then you bought into them, and they gave up 27 points last week to the Tampa Bay, and Jameis had a great day. And now you're doubting them again. What's I the uh, say, what's the Derek Carr number for weather? I think it was 50 degrees. 45 as of now. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I'm. I'm gonna have to pull that stat back out. Light wind, 20% chance of. Oh my gosh, Heath, you'll love this guy. You love how I, uh, how I go the one number over. Yes. 49 degrees as of Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what? It's fine. That's the high. High of 49, low of 40, and 10% chance of rain. You've projected 18 or so fantasy points for Derek Carr, which means there could be production there for the wide receivers. And, uh, Jared Cook or AJ Derby? Cook. I've got Cook higher. All right. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is top 12. He's 10th for Jamie, 11th for Dave, and for Heath. He'll score 21 fantasy points. He scores 21 fantasy points in every home game. Uh, start LeSean McCoy. Would you start any Buffalo wide receivers? Matthews has a three. No way. But this week? No. No, not this week. Gotta see it first. Yes, it is 50 degrees. I just found it, and this he has Derek played Carr number. four games below 50 degrees, and he has a completion percentage below 50%, and he's below five yards per pass attempt. Sit all Raiders. I just wonder, are those, the, like, do you know the temperature in those 50-degree games? Were they in the 20s, or were they in the 40s? I, I, it could have all been 49 degrees, for all we know. They were not all 49 degrees. Uh, I know you had the one night game against the Chiefs last we year. We could look it up. Like the coldest we could game. look it up yes. and see. No, you definitely. Most of them were colder than forty-nine degrees. Yeah, this will be his warmest game under fifty if it's forty-nine because <laughs> it's only one degree below fifty. <laughs> uh, Nick O'Leary is five percent owned. Would you start Nick O'Leary or Jared Cook? O'Leary. Hey, I, mean, I, I heard an O'Leary and I heard a Cook. O'Leary. O'Leary. Two votes for O'Leary. O'Leary is not a bad sleeper. I mean, Oakland has allowed seven or more fantasy points to a tight end in five of seven games. So that's a that's a solid week, especially this week with six teams on by. Nick O'Leary, uh, yeah, last two games, 54 and 58 yards. And Buffalo's DST is 11th for Jamie, 12th for Dave, and 10th for Heath. The Chargers, I don't, why did I say it like that, are at New England. And here's stat of the game, number one. The city of Foxborough was first settled in 1704. It was the birthplace of the world's largest straw hat factory, Union Straw Works. So that's interesting. Uh, you didn't know that? Stat of the day, number two. The Chargers allow five yards per carry to opposing running backs. Do you like any Patriots running back better than a Raiders running back? Deion Lewis. Yeah. And James it's, White. It's standard. I take I take Richard and PPR. Over James White? Over Dan Lewis. Oh. But over James White, no way. James right. White and PPR would be the best of these two teams that you mentioned mm-hmm. in PPR. 
Uh, is anybody excited to start Deion Lewis this week? No, I kind of am. Excited is the wrong um, word. I'm starting him in a couple leagues. Look, he's been his worst game over his last four or six points right. in standard leagues. He's been, uh, you know, two touchdowns his last four. Chargers aren't very good against a run. They're terrible. He's been getting plenty of opportunities. I don't see a reason why they would get away from him. Well, plenty of opportunities is relative, though. Like, he's getting this increased workload, and it's got him up to 11 or 12 carries a game. He had 14 13. last oh, week. Been a, 13 yeah. last week? Yeah, and he's, his carries have gone up in four straight games. I don't know that they'll go up much higher than 13. Um, but, all right, Deion Lewis is the best in standard. James White is the best in PPR. Sticking with the Patriots here. Tom Brady, number one for Heath, but fourth for Jamie and fifth for Dave. Uh, the Chargers have not allowed more than 18 fantasy points since week one. Uh, obviously Brady's better than the other guys they face, but I don't know. Jamie and Dave, who are, are there any, any non-obvious guys that you would start over Tom Brady this week? No, I guess if you drafted, uh, Brady and Wilson or Brady and Dak. How about Brady and Wentz? I'd go right, Wentz. So start Brady. I'd go Wentz. That's it. I like Cousins. Mm, okay. And Pending the offensive line, of course. Let's see. Rank the Patriots wide receivers. Cooks, Cooks Hogan, Amendola. Space, 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 <laughs> space. Amendola. Yeah, I mean. Well, does Gronk count? No. Okay. Okay, so Cooks is number one. Hogan's two. Is Hogan still a must start for you guys? Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, the the Chargers have been – they get run on a lot. They don't see that many pass attempts. But they haven't given up that much production in the passing game. So what are your expectations for the Patriots receiving group? I think they'll be okay. I, I don't – the way that Cook scored his touchdown last week I felt was kind of flukish. It's not typically how he scores his touchdowns. And I'm kind of waiting for Chris Hogan to get back involved. And I don't know if the Chargers have the power in the secondary to uh, to to cover both guys with man-on-man coverage. Uh, My, Brady kind of hinted that he's going to get the ball out fast this week and that he's legitimately concerned about the pass rush for the Chargers. Yeah, should be. I think that, that helps Hogan. That would help Amendola if he plays. Certainly helps Gronk. He got it out fast on that Cooks touchdown last week. He did. And Cooks was... <laughs> Got right behind his guy and plowed his way to the touch. It was Gronk, wasn't it, who blocked his way in for him? Yeah. Mm, I don't remember. That was a fun play. I just don't see Cook scoring a lot that way. I don't see a lot of players scoring a lot that All way. All right, so rank rank the top two Patriots receivers and the and the two Denver receivers. I think you just got to approach as one Denver receiver. Cause, I'm sorry, yeah. Oakland. I meant Oakland. Oh. oh. I take the Patriots guys over the Oakland guys. I would make a Raider sandwich with Crabtree. <laughs> Then Hogan Cooks, Cooks Hogan, and then Cooper. Yeah, Cooks, Hogan, Crabtree, Cooper. Dave, that's not how you make a say. I thought you meant Cooks, Crabtree, oh, Cooper. Oh, okay. So Hogan. the Raiders would be in the middle. You're right. Yeah, that would be the same. Come on. Fair haven't point, you ever had point. a sandwich? You've never seen Dave make sandwiches? He puts uh <laughs> bread, meat, bread, meat. Okay, that's an interesting sandwich. Look, 15 seconds after I make it, no matter how I make it, it's gone. So it doesn't really matter. Everybody's starting Melvin Gordon. I'm sure everybody's starting Keenan Allen. Phillip Rivers is sixth for Jamie, 12th for Dave, and 10th for Heath. You are the high guy, Jamie, on Phillip Rivers. Big game for him? I expect him to throw a lot. Look, he's 
done good against Denver, done well against Denver. Um, he's got, uh, I, I, I just think he's going to get the ball to his guys. I, I like Henry in this matchup. I like Allen in this matchup. I like Gordon on the backfield in this matchup. Uh, I, I think they're going to be chasing points. So I, I don't think this is Matt Ryan. I think this is what we've seen from most quarterbacks against the Patriots. Do you think there's a, a number two receiver on the Chargers worth gambling on? I do. Benjamin and Daly, that's about it. Benjamin is a potential number three receiver. I'm not playing any of these guys unless I'm desperate, but it wouldn't be a bad week for Mike Williams to score his first career touchdown. Would you start Travis Benjamin over, like, Amir Abdullah? No. PPR league? Yes. Really? Uh, they had one catch had like one catch game. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Abdullah's going to catch more passes than yeah, him. Yeah, maybe so. not. All right, would you start he, Travis? He's, a, he's an absolute flyer. There's no doubt about it. All right, you know, let's move on. Let's move on from this game. Let's go to Atlanta and the Jets. And your stat of the game, number one, quarterbacks against the Jets. Only Jay Cutler and Blake Bortles failed to score 20 fantasy points against the Jets. Tyrod Taylor, Derek Carr, Deshaun Kaiser, Tom Brady, and then both, and then the Miami quarterbacks last week combined for 33 fantasy points in the second game against the Jets. Is this the week that Matt Ryan scores 20 fantasy points? Well, yes. I mean, we, we, you had said the same thing about insert quarterback versus Patriots. Yep. Yep. I know. I know. Yeah, like every quarterback against Patriots had over 300 yards, and a bunch had a ton of fantasy points. I don't know if every single one had 20 plus. Every single one prior to Matt Ryan. Yeah, had 20 they did. Plus. Ryan's been missing dudes. He's been throwing. Is this high. the week? You know he's Why? missing. He's missing Kyle Shanahan. Is this the week? Yes. He gets his 20. Yep. Okay. Would you start Matt Ryan or? Uh, Alex Smith, sorry. Matt Ryan or Ryan. Alex Smith. I would go Ryan over Smith. Yep. But I would take Watson, Carr, Dalton, Tyrod Taylor. Not necessarily start, in that order. I would start over Ryan, Ryan over all of those guys. I don't, I don't see it. The only one I would, I would start Ryan over of the guys you named is Watson. I can't help but think that the Falcons are going to try and get the run game going. Oh, they've said as much. Right. And that's going to limit Matt Ryan's downfield. But it's still a much better situation than what Watson has going against the other. The Jets have a really bad defense. They really do. Uh, it's stat of the day number two. If you were looking at the Falcons defense, maybe as a daily play, Oakland, Cleveland, and the Patriots DSTs all had their best games of the season against the Jets. Buffalo had its second best game of the season against the Jets. So just something to keep in mind if you are desperate for a DST, the Falcons not a bad option. Uh, Matt Ryan, last one. Matt Ryan or Phillip Rivers, guys? Rivers. I've got Ryan one spot higher. Rivers. All right, actually, this is the last one. Matt Ryan or Andy Dalton? Ryan. Dalton. Dalton. <laughs> okay. Uh, Devontae Freeman is top seven in both formats. Starter sit Tevin Coleman. So almost a start by default. Okay. Yeah, but I, I do think what they've talked about certainly is going to help them. They're going to try and get their, their guys going on the ground. And this is a matchup that they could have success. Especially Coleman, Coleman catching the ball at back. Coleman or Deion Lewis? Lewis. Coleman. Um, Lewis Standard Coleman PPR. Try to get some consensus here. <laughs> Coleman, yeah, it's difficult. Uh, Coleman or, or Kenny Stills? Coleman. Uh, Is Parker playing? No. If Parker's out, I'll take Stills. Alright, start Julio Jones. Mohamed Sanu, how do you feel about Mohamed Sanu? Is Mohamed Sanu better than the Jets wide receivers in this game? I take Anderson standard. I'll take Sanu PPR. I think there's way more upside with Anderson and maybe more upside with Curse too. 
Yeah, I've got but, him third of those three. But Sanu is nice and solid in PPR. But right in the same range. He's a mid-range number three, a good flex play. Could get 50 or 60 yards, but could add five, six catches with it. That seems to be what he does. Would you start Sanu or Will Fuller? Sanu. Sanu. Sanu and PPR. Okay. Austin Hooper, despite a pretty solid matchup, the Jets have allowed the six most fantasy points to tight ends. Uh, just Hooper gets one or two targets a game when Muhammad Sanu plays, so the guys don't like Hooper very much. Josh McCown. Would you start Josh McCown, 40% owned, over Alex Smith or Deshaun Watson? Uh, over Smith, yes, not Watson. Agreed. I'm I'm borderline on him and Watson, but I, I've right now i got Watson two spots ahead of McCown. All right, McCown, McCown has multiple touchdown passes in three straight games, but uh, no quarterback has scored more than 21 fantasy points against the Falcons. The two who did were Rodgers and Brady. Uh, the Jets running backs. Who's your favorite Jets running back this week? And I just I was sort of surprised to remind myself, Bilal Powell actually had more carries than Matt Forte last week. Two more. But if I rem- if I remember correctly, Forte played more. Forte played 50 percent of the snaps. The other two guys split. And Forte had more catches? He yep. did. Yeah, he did. he's got 13 catches the last two weeks. That's my answer. Forte's my favorite. Yep. Would you rather have Forte or Coleman? Forte. 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 Forte or Jalen Rashard? Forte. All right, Forte is 75% owned. Might be available for you. I'm assuming you like him better in PPR. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it's not a bad matchup. A running back has scored nine or more fantasy points in standard, 13 or more in PPR against Atlanta in all but one game this season. And I think we kind of touched on the Jets' wide receivers. Which one do you like better, Anderson or Curse? Anderson. Targets have been much, much, much in his favor the last two weeks. Yeah, but the catches haven't necessarily been. Well, the last two weeks they have. Well, he had had three last week. Curse is definitely safer. But the production the last two games has been slanted toward Robin. And Anderson's only owned in 27% of leagues, so it's another guy you might want to look at. And uh, Austin Severian Jenkins is a start. And there you go. Colts are at the Bengals. Stat of the game. Deshaun Kaiser is the only quarterback who did not throw for 295 or more yards against the Colts. Uh, we know we like Andy Dalton a lot this week. Should have a big game. Are there any Colts you're starting? I think Marlon Mack is a, uh, oh crap, I'm weak at running back. I'll take a chance on him <laughs> type of play. You just, I still think there's a chance you're forced into starting Hilton, but you don't like it. Dave, that's, you, just, that's uh, fair to say too. you just reminded me of, oops, I crap my pants. You ever see that? Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, oops, I crap my pants. Uh, so Hilton or a Jets wide receiver? Hilton. Oh boy. Uh, I'll take, uh, Anderson. Yeah, I, I'll take Anderson, and I think I'll take Curse too. Is it fair to say that the Jaguars, or the, excuse me, the Bengals just have a good defense? They have a great defense. defense. Yeah, they're they're good. Past two times, T.Y. Hilton played against them. He had over 100 yards. He also had six catches or more. And he had a different quarterback. So just so much working against him. I don't see him getting a lot of catches. Don't see him breaking away for a big play. Just not good. The clear track record of Brissett when he's on the road, he's got 100 fewer passing yards per game than when he's at home. Yeah, I, I I do maybe wonder if Jack Doyle could be the best Colt. He's 60% owned. He had a nice game last week, six catches. Well, it was okay. Six catches for 44 yards. He had seven targets and led the team in receiving. He had 50 yards and a touchdown the week before that. 
The Bengals have been very good against tight ends. They haven't faced good ones yet. Is he a is he a sleeper, Jack Doyle? No, no. He he's in that streamable in that range where if you don't have a good tight end, you might play him. But I would rather start O'Leary. I'd rather start Derby. I'd rather start Watson if he plays tonight. Okay. Andy Dalton is top twelve. He's between tenth and twelfth for everybody. So you can all the guys we talked about, Alex Smith. You can start him over Derek Carr. Start him over Roethlisberger. Um, guys like that, Josh McCown, Stafford. Dalton is usable. Joe Mixon's the start of the week. Jamie, who are some players you'd start mixing over? I'd start him over Hyde. I'd start him over McCaffrey. I'd start him over Doug Martin. I'd start him over Lamar Miller. I'd start him over C.J. Anderson. Would you start him over McCaffrey and PPR? No. Okay. All right, some big names there. So let's get let's get Joe Mixon in the lineup. And I'm sorry about what I said about him as the start of the week yesterday. He's a no, good okay. start of the week. It's all right. Sounds good. And, um, you know, he just he hasn't been great. But you know what? That's the point of the start of the week. It's not you can't pick like – yeah. Oh yeah, Mark Ingram, start of the week. It's got you gotta it's gotta be tough. AJ Green start. Brandon LaFell is a number four wide receiver in both formats. I you know, based on previous games against the Colts, like other wide receivers, maybe he can get you six fantasy points. Do you think that's realistic for Brandon LaFell? Six fantasy points? I think if he gets you six, that means he's got a score. And I <laughs> I think he's got a chance. Well, <laughs> the reason I went with that number is number two wide receivers have scored six or more fantasy points. In five of seven games against the Colts. I don't mind LaFell's a dart throw this week. Uh, how about Tyler Croft, guys? You like him better than Jack Doyle? Yes. Yes. You like him better than Kyle Rudolph? No. I think no. I do. Rudolph's got a great matchup. Targets are about the same. Matchup is better for Rudolph. I think they both have They both good have good matchups. The Colts have yep. allowed four touchdowns to tight ends in their last five games. How about AJ Derby, Heath, or Croft? Um, I've got Derby higher. It really depends for me on, and, and you may not know this, but Emmanuel Sanders' status. If Sanders practices on Saturday and it looks like he's going to play, I'd rather start Croft. Right, Croft has Croft 14 catches on 16 targets over his last three games, three touchdowns in that span. He's a touchdown or bust tight end, whereas Rudolph is is more likely to get more yards. Like Croft's receiving average is just as bad, if not worse, than Rudolph's. So both these guys have to score in order to come through. And we definitely want to start the Bengals DST. They're second for Jamie. They're third for Dave. They're fifth for Heath. The Colts allow the most fantasy points to DSTs. We go to Minnesota and Cleveland. This game is in London. Stat of the game number one. You've all seen the picture of the bridge in London with the towers. That's not London Bridge, apparently, according to ProjectBritain.com. That's Tower Bridge. So did you know that? I've never been to London. I had no idea. Okay, great stuff. Stat of the game number two, uh, let's see. Every tight end who has had more than four targets against the Browns has scored six or more fantasy points. Uh, unless you, not if you take away the fumble for Delaney Walker, he technically scored four fantasy points, but he had 63 yards. So all you need is four targets, you're gonna have a pretty solid game. And a lot of those guys like, Jesse James, 16 fantasy points. Watson, 9. Croft, 18. Safarian Jenkins, 8. They suck against tight ends. So, maybe this is the week for Kyle Rudolph. He's been pretty bad without Sam Bradford, but he's top 8. Uh, would you guys start Jason Witten or Kyle Rudolph? Rudolph. Rudolph. Witten. Alright, Jamie's got Witten one spot ahead of Rudolph. The others have Rudolph ahead of Witten. Case Keenum, it's a great matchup, but he's outside the top 15. He's a dart throw, I guess. He's a streamer if you can't get your hands on Dalton or Tyrod. 
Yeah, you, I'd, I'd start him over Alex Smith. I'd okay. start him over Matthew Stafford. How do you guys feel about the Vikings running backs? I like them. Nauseous. I like them both. I Nauseous. like McKinnon better. I like McKinnon. I don't like Murray at all. This is a good run defense. It's, it's a, a good run defense with Miles Garrett. Without Miles Garrett, I don't think they're as well, good. They were very they good before Miles Garrett. They didn't have Miles Garrett the yeah. first two weeks of the season, or three, was it? I think that it's just a great setup for the Vikings to just lean on the run in this game, whether it's a blowout or a close game. The Browns weren't a close game. I mean, the Titans did week. that last week, and how'd that work out? It didn't work out well for them, but I think it works out better for the Vikings this week. I like McKinnon fine, or quite a bit in PPR. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to start him in standard uncomfortably. Okay. Would I mean, you, I'm comfortable with McKinnon. Would you start McKinnon or um, Duke Johnson? McKinnon. <sighs> McKinnon. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start Duke in PPR. How do you approach the Minnesota wide receivers? Thielen should have his best game of the season this year, this week. Yep. What if Diggs plays? Uh, then he will not have his best game of the season. But he'll still be a must start. Really? Yeah, yeah. Cleveland's not good. I know, and but neither is, the, look, neither is Keenum. But look at Thielen's games, even when Diggs was there earlier in the year. Not that good. He had 157 yards. And yeah, he that, that was week one. I, I always make the case. I throw out week one because Bradford's better than than Keenum. He had 98 yards in week three against That's Tampa it. Bay. That's it. The other games were like 45 yards. Tampa Bay's got one of the worst defenses in football. 59. So does Cleveland. <clears throat> Cleveland's pretty bad, though. So if you take out his three good games, then he has not been very good. If you take out, you can his, do that with a lot of players. Though. If you take out right. his three good games, one of the good games was with Bradford, one of the good games was without Stefan Diggs. That my whole point is very specific. It's with Diggs and with Keenum. He's Look, not that I think good. Thielen is totally fine in PPR. You see, they've had at least five catches in every game this season. You have to love the targets that he's been getting. Well, you stop there because it, it's very interesting the numbers. Because if you go with Cleveland's, they've allowed six of eight receivers with at least five targets to score at least nine fantasy points. And Thielen has six targets in every game. Yeah, no, I actually, I, I agree, I agree, it's a great point. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for the Titans guys last week. And? Did any of those guys get more than five targets? I'm not sure. Decker, and it was awful, right? Decker had more than five? I'm not sure, I'm not sure. Um, but also, those three games where Thielen was not good were against Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Chicago. Okay. It's a fair point. Alright, I'm, I'm in. Number two receiver. And Thielen kinda of sounds like a British name anyway. <laughs> Thielen. He is now. Uh, alright, uh, and Duke Johnson's the only guy we really would be interested in, right? Yeah, it helps that Kaiser's playing. Kaiser likes the check down pass. He'll lean on Duke Johnson a little bit more. Do we think Deshaun Kaiser will finish this game? He's been pulled. Oh, I doubt it. Uh, the only guy that got more than five targets last week was Matthews. So okay. he is, uh, in the six of eight. He's seven and eight. <laughs> now, final question here, serious question. Over- Derek only had two targets. Over under seven and a half points for the Browns in this game. Over. Yeah, they might get nine. That's a ridiculously low number. <laughs> uh, they're gonna they're gonna have trouble. I'll take Dunder. I agree. Vikings are the number one DST for us this week, and I want to end it with a Twitter poll, which I did not agree with the results of. I wrote last night, removing all of your personal bias. Which time zone is the best for sports watching? Over twenty seven hundred votes. Oh. Pacific time zone won thirty four percent. Number two was Central, 31%, followed by Eastern, 19, and Mountain, 16. Central should have won this poll. I am going to disagree. 100% disagree. I, th- I think Mountain's the right answer. 
I'm okay with that, but it has to be one of those two. Yeah, Pacific's not the right answer. I don't want to watch football. Pacific is great. I don't want to watch NFL football at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. The World Series started at uh, at five o'clock for them last night. Like, come on! Yeah, I don't watch the World Series. Well, a lot of people do. I, I don't football. mind waking up. Listen, we we have enjoyed the best part about this London series is that these games start early in the morning. They start at seven. They start there. six thirty. Six thirty. That part might stink. So You're I, wrong. I, you are wrong on this. When I'm out there, you are wrong. Football starts at eight a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, it's crazy. No, it starts at at nine a.m. on Saturday. I think there's games at 11. I, I will say yeah, when no, I was out in L.A., they were ones. talking about how they enjoy waking up to football. There it's was one, the best. There was it's one – uh, one. I forget, and I apologize if you're listening. There was one father in particular who said, it's the only time I get to watch games on Sunday without being bothered. <laughs> yep. That's a good point. Okay. Well, we know kids ruin football and they ruin Halloween. That's what we've learned today. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the NFC home games and recap the Thursday nighter. They don't ruin tomatoes. Bye.